Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello to you, moon under us. Um, welcome back to the show. Do you have a nice interval? What sort of, what was the main goss? Was there a goss? You what? You were wrong on the meniscus. What is it? Something to something in your ear. You looked into your mind and found yourself wanting. Well, we've all done that. I won't put that in. It's all right. No, as if someone had. No, no one can. No one can identify you from this conversation. Um, well, we had further great chats, uh, and Ollie and I confirmed that we're now best friends. We're besties. It's true. Does he like Queen? Oh my goodness! <laughs> His favourite album's on. Live Magic. Yeah. <laughs> live Magic on CD. Been listening to it all week. Oh, no. Yeah, I love Queen. I like pretty much everything, though. It's fair to say. Yeah. Ollie, did you notice an odd sensation during the interval, sort of in your flanks and your torso? <laughs> because oh, no. I don't know if you noticed, but you were you were really held pretty high on some tenter hooks, um, as we all were, uh, waiting for the results of the Moon Underwater pub quiz. So that you will notice over the next sort of two or three minutes that sensation just easing as you're released from the tenter hooks. Uh, Robin, please at the Moon Underwater pub quiz. Thank you, John. So the, these are the, the pub quiz answers. Uh, most champagne, question one, most champagne is made out of which three grapes? Anyone in the audience want to shout out a grape? Chardonnay. Very good. What's your name? Diane. Diane. Very good. Any other grapes? <laughs> Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Come on. Can you do the three? Yes! What? Brilliant! Bingo. Pinot Meunier. Superb. Do you know why it's called Pinot Meunier? Because it's about it's, it's about the flower, uh, Meunier flower in French. And when I've got Pinot Meunier, I grow them my, in my little veg patch. And when Next the leaves the sage. come out, no, not near the sage. The sage is up the other end of the house. But you'll have to come for a tour. You'll have to come and see the sage. And I'll walk you down to the little. Eight you vines. will not be able to get rid of me, mate. Yeah, will you move in? <laughs> I will drink you dry. <laughs> Diane, incredible. 
<laughs> Incredible knowledge. Are you, yeah. a, are you a wine buff? Are you a sommelier? A drinker. <laughs> a drinker. <laughs> but also a knowledge harvester. That was superb knowledge. Very well done. Really, really it top is really. Uh, it's not a well-known grape variety. And it has these little furry, flowery-like things on the leaves, which is how it gets its name. But yeah, it's not a well-known really? grape. What, Monnier? What does it mean? What does Monnier? Monnier, flower. Oh, it means flower, flower. right. I was dust, right. Sort of sure, sure. floral dust, flowery dust. <laughs> yes. um, you've, you've got floral dust. <laughs> uh, next question, Question Robert, two. Oh, yeah. What grape am I? What grape variety am I? I can be used to make rosé or red. As I ripen, my flavour changes from red fruits to black fruits. Sometimes grapes within my bunch start to shrivel before the others have ripened. And it gives me high sugar levels and makes me taste of prune. So what grape variety is that that can be used for rosé and red? Any, any shout-outs here? Very nice. Very Zinfandel. nice. Also I, known as? Um, prim, primitivo. Yes. Yeah, I wrote down that as the only one I knew. It's my favourite grape. Lovely. Ollie, did you get that one? Well, in my head, I was thinking it could be pretty much any red grape, but yes. Really? <laughs> well, a lot of... So you can make a lot of rosé from red grapes. Was grape, my question too vague? No, it was good because of the leading prune and the uneven ripening. It, le it does... Right. It does lead. It does lead. Good. I should have given more detail. White wine. Question three. Thank you, Ollie. Question three. What white wine am I? High in natural sugar. I'm usually off dry with a flamboyant bouquet of light cheese. Mm, me too. I may also have aromas of roses, passion fruit, and floral notes. It's not uncommon to notice some fine bubbles on the inside of my glass. Anyone want to guess for white wine there? Any shout? Sorry? No, sorry, Diane. Your moment in the sun has gone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So any other guesses for the white wine? Yes! Oh, my God! Holy mackerel. It was a Gewürztraminer. Did you get that one? I did, and, uh, but it could have but been. You can't Torrentes. prove it now, though, no, can I you? No, I can't. But I, but um, look, I should have I should have. I should have got you to write it down because should have done because I think you you might just be a big liar. That's how I've got away with it this <laughs> yeah, long. This that long. is it. No, Gewurz yeah. is, is absolutely as you describe it. Torrentes Argentinian grape. If you want a similar kind of flavour, but it's less rich and it it's absolutely delicious as a kind of well, it's another of your smashers actually. Eleven point five percent. Well, some Gewurztraminers. Some too of rich, them, too syrupy. Well, some of them are very... I had one that was so lychee-y that it was like drinking lychee juice, which usually I would like in an alcoholic drink, but I didn't really like it in a wine. It was too floral. Yeah. Mm. I, that's why I stick to our friend, your friend of mine, the Riesling. But talk about the dark side of Riesling. Your 13% petrol Riesling. Oh, uh, yes! Well, so... What I is all this chat about <laughs> petrol? I quite like it. So it's a curious aroma. It's like boot polish as well. It's a very odd thing. You know when you're in the petrol station filling up and sometimes you get a waft of it? Pear drops, pear drops. Pear like drops, yeah. Yes. You're either somebody who quite likes that niff of petrol or it's just not really for you. If you do really go for it and you think, hmm, lured, then I would say aged kind of dry Rieslings especially, even Clare Valley Rieslings from Australia, delicious. If you don't like it, avoid them. They're well, disgusting. We are uh, almost midway through stocking your pub, but we've yet to discuss what the actual the, the pub looks like. What are its fixtures and firmaments? What are its air-rotating globes? Uh, what, are, what are its fineries and trimmings? I'm a, I'm, I like a humble pub. I like a bit of kind of, you know, a bit of a wood floor, a bit of panelling. You know, my, the pub, the, honestly, the pub, one of the pubs I really love is a, vi a village pub near where I live. And it sells Mars bars, and the sign's a bit rubbish, and the landlord's friendly, 
and the beer's good enough, and everyone seems quite happy. And that, for me, is like paradise for a pub. Question. I, yes. Are the Mars bars in the fridge? No. <laughs> no. 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 They're, they're behind the bar, and they are piled up. <laughs> they're kind of piled up. Uh, along with various other chalky bars, Twixes, you can have anything there. But um, why do you really need them in the fridge? Yeah, I think chocolate in the fridge is... It's a good thing. It's mm. a, a universally good. With whiskey. Me and my uh, girlfriend disagree on this, so whenever we buy a big chocolate bar, I have to cut it in half, put half in the fridge, and half on the side. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I just put it all in the fridge and don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to keep things fresh. Um, so humble, wood floor, panelling, yeah. sells Mars no. bars. <laughs> yeah, I just like basically an authentic boozer for me. I wouldn't worry too much about kind of dressing it in the way that you might kind of... I, I don't want to necessarily have, I, I think, a theme or something like that. I don't, I don't need that. I just want it to reflect the landlord. Am I the landlord? Uh, yes. Oh, fine. Um, right, what do I need? Uh, Marillion T-shirts? Marillion T-shirts. On the wall from all their tours? Particularly clutching at straws, 1987. I saw them in the in Jersey in the Gloucester Hall. All the tour merchandise from that, all across the walls. That would be great. Can we have Marillion at the bar with the original lineup and fish as well? Of course, fantastic. We can. That's my pub. You're all welcome. Stand straight, look me in the eye, and say goodbye. Oh come on, that's, that's got to be. What's that? Hang on, that's either script or Fugazi. Stand straight, look, look me, me in, in the, the eye, and say goodbye. goodbye. Fish is not going to believe. I'm going to. That's Marillion, isn't it? It is Marillion, yeah, yeah. but I'm just trying to work out which album it's. I think. Oh my god, I'm going. It always confuses me that there's a Marillion album called Fugazi. Point of No Return. Yes, Fugazi. F Fugazi, because Fugazi are, are an excellent band, and yeah. um, Marillion are. Uh, starts tomorrow. tomorrow starts today. Any Fugazi fans in? Oh, come on, you guys. You're just too much. Bit better than Marillion, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> we are Siamese twins connected by the heart. This is for And that's you and me. Yeah, I know it is. <laughs> it's a bit weird, but it's true. <laughs> um, okay, Marillion t-shirts yeah, in the bar. Yeah, but talk weird. I, I can, can confidently say that's a first here at the yeah. Moon on Water, Marillion <laughs> yeah. t-shirts in the bar. I've got one. Uh, I don't know where it is, but I've, got, I've definitely got a Clutch Gets Draws tour The only thing I know about Fish is he did a song on a Frank Zappa tribute album. Oh, come that's on, That's all I can he? tell you. I didn't know that. I know he, he well, he's a good drinker, let's put it that way. He also is mentions he really? wine. Conchi Tora, he writes about a wine brand on, I think it's Field of Crows, one of his solo albums. Not that Field I've listened to it that Crows. hard. Rumours, really, just rumours. One might almost rumors. say he drinks like a... Uh, <laughs> Fish. Fish, yeah. Good stuff. Sorry. So you should invite him. He sorry. would be brilliant on the podcast. Fish. Absolutely. Get him in. 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 Bring, bring him. Is he here? Fish, does anyone know Fish? Yes. Do you? Yes, Do you he came know to my brother. Him? Well, he came to my brother's wedding and I humped his leg. Does that count? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Um, right, we move on to your spirit choice. Now, before yeah. this spirit choice, uh, actually something I meant to do earlier because... Um, I don't know if you know, but the moon underwater often offers up of its sen. Um, some, sometimes, and you can't, you can't set your watch by it. You can try, but it won't keep time. Uh, it does offer up of its sen. And it's actually offered up something for you, Robin. Oh, oh all right. Yeah, the, the moon underwater has offered up something for your sen uh, today. And oh. it's, um, it's just a bottle of whiskey. Really? Yeah. How nice. Oh, that's I, I, nice. I got given oh, it at a that. gig that was being that promoted nice by the brand. So you might as well uh, Thank you. give a shout out. What's it called? Naked Malt. Naked Malt. Thank um, you. Yeah, 
That's very uh, generous. I, I was on stage and they had a little sort of VIP area because they were sponsoring the gig. You're dealing with Robbins, he's a rule breaker. Went off stage, went into the VIP area live during the gig, um, tasted the whiskey, said, tastes like petrol. Um, yeah. I said, all whiskey tastes like petrol. Sorry, I'd like to get into it, but I just don't like it. The sponsors were a bit annoyed. Yeah. Um, they gave me a bottle, and I thought, I'm giving that to one Robin Allender. Thank you. I'm, I mean, I love the, I love the fact... I've, I've got a lot of whiskey from you over the years because you don't like whiskey, but you keep being given bottles of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that's fine by me. Yeah, absolutely yeah, fine. Lovely. Naked first fill, sherry casks. Mm. Layers of rich and fruity flavour. That sounds great. So there's a little bit of a live spirit in the uh, moon underwater. Yeah, thank you. Um, but, Ollie, what are your two spirits of choice? Or I think we can also say liqueurs, because some people Ooh. do choose liqueurs. Well, I have two. Uh, one is a whiskey. I apologise in advance. It's fine. It is, no, I, it I, I like the idea of whiskey. It's, so there's a lovely reason pen, Lovely penmanship. Thanks, Thanks, Dan. Dan. Just, up, up, so just uh, really, really eager there. It's brilliant. Like what, in court, you know, the people that write down what's happening. Stop writing, stop writing. Yes. Uh, my whiskey would be Lagavulin, 1987. Go with that, Dan. Sorry. L-A-G-A-V-U-L-I-N. Lagavulin. Uh, Distillers Edition, PX Sherry Cask, 1987. So sorry. Um, the reason being, right? So I love whiskey. I love Scotland. My grandmother was a very proud Scot, and I lived in Edinburgh for a while. And she was married, obviously, to my granddad, who was a bit of a ledge when it came to whiskey. And I loved that he would always kind of, even though I didn't really like whiskey at the time, he would always pour me like whiskey and whiskey max, and you know, I got into it that way. But it's, it's kind of a sad story, to be honest, because he became unwell and it was clear that he wasn't going to survive. And the, that bottle of whiskey I bought and I took to him the day before he died. And, and it's a very cheery tale. But um, we, we enjoyed it together. And I obviously had no idea that he was going to snuff it the next day. But we had a really lovely time. And he would never spend cash on really, like, amazing whiskey. So I will just never forget that day. And, every, and it, I made the bottle last so long after because I would take a dram and obviously raise it to him. Um, but it was just one of those moments that it was tinged with, obviously, sadness. He'd had a grateful life, but it just reminded me of all the things I love about Scotland, all the things I was so thrilled to learn about him, about my grandmother, and it was one of those drinks that became synonymous with, yeah, the, f the fleeting magic of it all. Can I say that? I'm so Ollie, sorry to bring a real Ollie, downer. Ollie, you to have such depths. <laughs> you are such a kind, deep man. And that was such a superb answer. Oh, my God. Uh, 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 um, <laughs> not, not to want to sort of quite your tale, but yes. is there a similar thing in whiskey I've heard that over a certain age you're sort of paying for rarity yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah. to flavour? Totally. So if you want a glimpse of that same style, Johnny Walker Black Label is brilliant. Yeah. And it's a genuinely really good benchmark whiskey. If you're out and about, if you're in duty free, if you're in the bar, it's one of those whiskeys that everybody kind of thinks, oh, you should totally get involved with it. It's slightly smoky, it's slightly sweet, it's delicious on its own. You can chuck ice in it, you can lengthen it with soda. It's a really good go to big brand whiskey. Would you so say it's a versatile whiskey, Ollie? Uh, do you know, I would. I've, I've, 
I feel that there's something coming here, but um, I would deploy it in a sour. I would put it in Ooh. cocktails. I would have it on its own. But so that would be like your house. My house would be Johnny Walker Black Label. But for those of us who were f- coming for the lock-in, I would insist on always having a rare stock of 1987 Lagavulin PX Distillers Edition for all of us. And is it still available? You, it's gone up ludicrously in price. So when I bought it to treat Grandpa, it was like. In the, it was like probably about 70 quid and now it is, it's, you're going to pay about probably 10 times the price if it comes up on the market Jeez. so if I ever saw one I, I, well, would I buy it? Yeah, for you guys of course, for the pub? <laughs> oh, what am I saying? Yeah, yeah, yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I've still got the bottle, I kept it you know, it's oh, one of those, ma- it's oh, a magic yeah. bottle so that's I've my... Got, I've got a wine wall of fame Have you? Where a- any wine that gets five stars from me goes on the wall and there's only five bottles there. What are they? Um... Let me see if I've got a photo of it on my phone. Oh, no, I'd love no, to hang see on, this. no, I haven't. So it's a Stag Sleep Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh my gosh. So this is a mad story. Went to New York with some comedians. Uh, we arrived. James Acaster went into an off license to get a bottle of wine for us the first night. They were so snooty with him because he was in like a sort of, you know, coat and mittens and hat and walking boots and that he just said, give me the most expensive bottle, just to sort of prove a point. And it was about $150, and it is the nicest thing I have ever tasted in my entire life. I, I, insane. Um, so, But also, my favourite book of modern poetry is called Stag's Leap by an author called Sharon Olds about the end of her marriage, and their favourite wine was Stag's Leap. And the stag on the front of the book is from the label of the maker. So it was this weird, like, sort of, um, what's the word? Synchronicity. Synchronicity, yeah, that sort of vibe. What's another word for synchronicity? I love you very much, I don't care. <laughs> but anyway, away because I'm going to cry. We, we, we drank this, and uh, the, the thing she says in the, the poem, Stag's Leap, from the book Stag's Leap, is she describes the stag on the cover of this wine is having sort of is ready to jump and its haunches are sort of flexed and she says that um, when everyone leaves my heart is on the side of a lever of the lever even when it is I being left <laughs> and he's just sort of like it's sort of an insane thing to write about you know the end of your 40 year marriage or whatever Anyway, that's the first one. Um, <laughs> second one is the Herman um, Riesling 2014. Uh, third one is the Primitivo de Manjuria. Oh, Serrani. Um, fourth one is this rosé from a deli near me called Pink, and it's got a pig on it. And it's from this Italian rosé. And I was saying to the guy... I need to try this. This is insane. He was like, yeah, I was out in Italy. It was literally a story. If he was there with his dad, they got this bottle of wine. He found out who the supplier was. He said, they I want to sell this in my deli in, you know, in Buckinghamshire. And the fourth one I have forgotten about. <laughs> anyway, there you go. That's the Wine Hall of Fame. Uh, what's your second spirit? Second spirit, I was uh, sometimes in my job, I'm super lucky because people do want to send me things to taste and review. And this is something that it can be a blessing. It can also sometimes be a curse. Recently, I said to somebody, absolutely feel free to send samples. They sent 
everything, which just sounds good on paper, but when you arrive home and you can't literally get into your house for boxes, and you have to then explain to your family why you will be apparently just drinking for oh, hours and days and months. Oh, to my come. diamond shoes are too tight. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I realise. I realise how bad it sounds. It's terrible. But you also have to realise that the, the, the diamond shoes were made for mice. They're just <laughs> yeah. not. They're never going to fit. There's just too, and there's too many of them. It's just not humanly possible. Sure, sure. Wading through. Anyway, all come round. Please help me out of my misery. Um, but I'm really lucky that this happens. But I was particularly lucky once to be sent a bottle of cognac that was from 1914, which just never happens. Normally, it's like you know. A, 399 rosé from from you know anywhere it's like well great but uh, a, a really incredible 1914 bottle of cognac uh hermitage it's called h e r m i t a g e can i from just Brandy say classics so just sometimes when we're doing this live a bell rings when the drink that someone a guest chooses uh, you know, is announced for us to try. And it's but notable by its absence. It's notable by its absence now. Yeah, for the, with for the, the, the 1914, 1914 Hermitage <laughs> Cognac. See, I, and I know what's coming, and now I feel quite bad. No, 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 no. no, 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 no but anyway, no. The, the 1914 was amazing. And it was amazing because it was obviously, you know, extraordinary that it had survived. It was the year of the beginning of the Great War. And I, I, so, I kind of gave some of my 40th to some, I had like eight friends around. And my friend Sean just got up and started talking about the fallen. And it's just one of those moments in life where you think, I'm so lucky, right, to have tasted this. It's ridiculous. I'm also just so lucky to be actually here, which is a miracle in itself after the amount of Sauvignon Blanc that's passed through my system. But to have, you know, that access to that liquid that has survived in a cask and, you know, not just World War I, World War Two, you know, been looked after. Think of the marriages, the deaths, the births, the place, the kind of the happenstance of where it has ended up, in whose hands. And then it falls to me as a gift. I just thought, oh, I just cannot believe this is even real. So was, was part of you thinking, shut up, Sean, I want to drink this bad boy? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I, I really want to quaff some serious... I think I drunk it all by then. Yeah, some... Oh, oh how Did you imagine, like, a, a chateau with the Nazis sort of invading the chateau it, it and breaking into the cellar and finding it and one bottle somehow slipping through their grasp? I'm doing that now! <laughs> I'm totally there! But I, at the time, it's like, how is, how is, like, it's a liquid... Like, you have to imagine, right... The sun hit the grapes in 1914 there on a living tree-like thing. They get squished up and, fought and made into the distilled. And then somehow, somehow this liquid lives. And, I, and then you drink it. And I know it's a weird thing to think about, but the things you put into your body, they, they, you, you become them and they become you. It's so sort of peculiar. I don't know how it works. Well, it's not on often we I put things in our body that are 100 years old. No, totally. And, and, I mean, you know, I, I Speak I will. for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I will eat tinned veg up to six months past the sell-by date, yeah. but I would not eat veg in a tin from 1914. No. So you got this for free? Yeah. How the fuck? How does that well, work? So, so, well, David, who runs Brandy Classics, is, a, is an amazing human being, and I did a few tastings with him, and... And he realised that I wasn't entirely, like, completely winging my appreciation for this stuff. And I think he, it was kind of also... I think he probably knew it was my 40th and it was, like, a nice gesture. Um, but I would say if you want access to that kind of quality without spending the amount of money that it now costs, which is a ridiculous amount of money, 
it, there, it is possible on brandyclassics.co.uk to find like 15-year-old and 20-year-old cognacs for 35, 40 quid, which deliver very, very similar delights. And they are absolutely incredible. And cognac is a whole spirit that I just think, you know, is made of grapes, just hasn't had its heyday. If you're into any kind of craft or quality or things that have a real sense of place, cognac and armagnac, wow, it is just waiting for you to just get... Oh, but hasn't cognac bad. had a massive boost in America? Because so yes. many sort of millionaires and sort of musicians and drink Russia. it. And Russia, yeah, it has recently. The Hennessy XO is yes. an extraordinary drink. Yes. I think aged stuff, just the amount of reduction that happens. And actually thinking of, you know, if you want that kind of really intense flavour, if you imagine basically like reducing a stew, when you age a spirit in a cask, that's what happens. The angels take their share, as they say, but it evaporates. So the flavours get really, really bold and big. If you really want that on the fast forward, drink rum. Rum, it's hot in the Caribbean. It's really boiling hot. So the rate of evaporation is faster. You can drink them younger. They still have all of that joy. I think, can we have rum as well? I know I've gone John doesn't need anyone to say drink rum to him. I want rum. I want rum. (laughs) Ollie, I I like rum. In in, in, in January 2017, I had to ban rum from my house. (laughs) And that that ban has stayed. Have you you tasted any rum since then? No. Oh, I've maybe had like one out... Maybe two shots of rum since 2017. Instant misery. Like, instant misery. Sadness? Why sadness? Well, because I used to get through about a bottle a week. Oh, fine. (laughs) (laughs) Made the right choice. It is, but it is weird now that my body, so the cells in my body now recognise rum, and it's like the next day, bang, there's nothing to live for. Nothing to live for? No, it's insane. But, But hang on, there's more rum. There's more rum. I you could live for that. It, Captain Morgan's as well, just Captain, Captain Morgan's dark rum. You are filthy. I know. <laughs> I mean, you know. I, I think it, 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 it's one of the great inventions. <laughs> Along with the sort of the internal combustion engine, Captain Morgan's dark rum and Diet Coke. Yeah, yeah, it's that bad. I once went into a rum shop, uh, rum bar, and I said, I'll have an English Harbour, 12-year-old, really nice rum. I'll have it with Diet Coke. And the guy said, I'm not, ser- not going to serve you that with Diet Coke. And I, s- and I said, fuck you, and walked out. <laughs> Hate that. Well, if, I I c- want e- if I want a 12-year-old English Harbour with Diet Coke, I'm, I'm going to have it. I'm there with you. I think that's exactly the point. It, bo- it does bother me that we have this idea that there's a right way and a wrong way. There are, you know, you can have... A, he's welcome to his opinion on that. You, at that moment, you know what you want. You're the customer. Who cares? It, it, it and he can tut all he likes. And he, he can. can. He can have a moan to his boss or what whatever. What gift or you're giving him to tut and moan and he'll live on the anecdote. I just well, this like terrible upstart. Wanted his Diet Coke. <laughs> what a gift. He's got a whole shtick to do. Well, I bet he wouldn't turn me down now post-pandy, mate. How dare he? He's um, here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. This is going to overrun slightly, folks, because I am just having the best time of my entire life. Um, and Ollie, you're such an incredible guest, and I'm incredibly moved. Um, but we, we have expanded our spirit capacity with uh, Lagavulin yes, Distillers PX Edition, PX, yeah. uh, Sherry Cask. Yeah, PX Sherry Cast 1987. 1987. Please. And the 1914 Hermitage Cognac. Cognac. Yes, I'm so but sorry. But we must expand our minds and also our selection of pints of Guinness. Yes. If that's okay. Um, <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yes. Can I have a pint of Guinness as well? What would you like, Rob? I'd love one of the ooh-la-las. What's it called? Yulu. 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 Robin calls it ooh-la-la. I do. Um, do. But Robin, this is the time, Ollie, when we, we hand over to Robin, who's a literary expert, and he will add a book to the pub library and read us a section of it. Oh, that's interesting. Mm. Thank you. Oh, are you just about to remove your garments? I just found the music quite relaxing. Oh, Let's yeah, put it that that's way. very good. Very good. Well, this week on the Pub Library, I'm doing Muriel Spark. Uh, she, she wrote The Prime of Miss Jean Brodie, which is a very good book. She's brilliant. She's very, very funny, and it's very, very good about like post-war kind of Britain. Uh, this is called um, The Ballad of Peckham Rye, oh. and it's uh, set in the, in the 50s in Peckham when this kind of mad agent of chaos called Dougal Douglas comes down to Peckham and interrupts all these people's lives. And it's so good, and it's so funny, and there are loads of pubs in it. And it's great. Uh, uh, so I'll just read you a little bit. This is chapter, the, f- the first page, okay? So, uh, oh, yeah, a bit of ambient music. Here we go. So this is chapter one. Get away from here, you dirty swine, she said. There's a dirty swine in every man, he said. Showing your face round here again, she said. Now, Mavis, now, Mavis, he said. She was seen to slam the door in his face, and he to press the bell, and she to open the door again. I want a word with Dixie, he said. Now, Mavis, be reasonable. My daughter, Mavis said, is not in. She slammed the door in his face. All the same, he appeared to consider the encounter so far satisfactory. He got back into the little Fiat and drove away along the grove and up to the common where he parked outside the Rye Hotel. Here he lit a cigarette, got out and entered the saloon bar. Three men of retired age at the far end turned from the television and regarded him. One of them nudged his friend. A woman put her hand to her chin and turned to her companion with a look. His name was Humphrey Place. He was that fellow that walked out on his wedding a few weeks ago. He walked across the white horse and drank one bitter. Next, he visited the Morning Star and the Heat and Arms. He finished up in the Harbinger. The pub door opened and Trevor Lomas walked in. Trevor was seen to approach Humphrey and hit him on the mouth. The barmaid said, outside, both of you. That's brilliant. Great introduction. Great. So the, what a great book. novel. Great book. But the great thing is, the great thing is, like, all of those pubs are real, yeah. or were real. So there's a really good blog called Pubology, which is uh, good, which is um, oh, pubology.wordpress.com, where they did a post about the pubs in the Ballad of Peckham Rye, and they went through all of them. So the Rye Hotel is now the Rye, which I've been to many times in Peckham, which is very nice. The White Horse is still there. The Morning Star is now the Nag's Head, which has been renamed after Only Fools and Horses. Really? Yeah, because they filmed Only Fools and Horses mostly in Bristol. Yep. But they changed the name to the pub in Peckham to the Nag's Head, huh. which is great. But the only one they couldn't work out, uh, on, the, on one of them was uh, the Heat and Arms has been demolished, but the only one they couldn't work out is the Harbinger, which I- they thought Mural Sparks kind of met, invented from her favourite pubs of the area. So they think it might have been this place in Denmark Hill, but then there's a reference to it being outside Peckham Rye Park, uh, across from the Lido. There used to be a Lido in Peckham Rye Park. So what was great about reading that is the the, the person who wrote this blog thinks it might be the Hearn Tavern, which is my local 
Oh. So I found, I read that bit and then found myself at the end. <laughs> but, but isn't that brilliant? That like, uh, you know, there's all these great, and it's a brilliant depiction of London in the 50s, but then to go back and think, oh, she, she, maybe she was talking about this pub, which mm. is the pub down the road from me. So there we go, that's uh, Muriel Spark. What a wonderful addition to the pub library, The Ballad of Peckham Rye by Muriel Spark. Thank you. Um, now then, Ollie, Ollie, my dearest pal, uh, every pub needs a jukebox. Every jukebox needs some songs to play. Uh, so we invite every uh, guest here to the Moon Underwater to pick an album that they would want to hear when they walked into a pub or they would like to see on a pub jukebox. What is your album? Brainwashed by George Harrison. Oh, nice. I'm an enormous George Harrison fan, like uh, to the point at which if there was a George Harrison cult, I would be a high priest. Wow, I mean, so this is kind of a, quite a deep cut. That's his last album, isn't it? Yes, last album, posthumously released. Yeah. Finished by D- his son, Danny, and um, Jeff Yeah, Lynn. wow. Yeah, yeah. And, and specifically, um, well, I just think there's so many good songs on it. I mean, I'm a massive fan of the Wilburys. I really, obviously, love the Beatles. But I just think George just had, I mean, I, I, I kind of think the um, Living in the Material World doc- documentary that Scorsese did just blew, blew me away and just began a long... Oh, I love you very, very much. <laughs> and you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so hang on. For, oh. for listeners, uh, I've just passed a, a drink to Robin and to Ollie. Thank you. Um, but I'm, I'm going to cede to Robin, who has vast Beatles and George Harrison knowledge, um, as he is one of the presenters of Your Own Personal Beatles podcast, which I recommend to absolutely everyone and sundry. Uh, but Robin, thoughts? Well, it's a really interesting because a lot of the George Harrison albums are quite neglected, aren't they? So I'd say that's quite a deep cut, and especially that posthumous one. I mean, yeah. So was it was it like you discovered it after he died? Then was yeah, I I became a real fan of George, and I I every year in my house I have a, a on the anniversary of his um, death around that weekend mm. I'll have a a George fest lovely with anybody who wants to come. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and um, yeah, I kind of—I mean, he's played a, played a really big part in my life. So, my dog Barney—I uh, have another dog now called Busby, who's a wonderful man. But Busby was, um, yeah, was was pre- his predecessor Barney was a really good friend of mine. Lived for like fifteen years. And on the morning when sadly he had to be put down, he was going to die. Um, Barney's idea, of course, we decided to listen to all of George's albums on vinyl together. Wow. And we got to the end of Side A of Brainwash, the final album, and he died to Marwa Blues. Oh and it was a serene moment when, the, you know, one of my best friends in the whole of my life passed away. And, and so, George, you know, I love him for just being super open-hearted and prepared to just take people as they are and encourage people to reach deeper. I think it's as simple as that, really. George... George took people on a journey and went beyond the Beatles and then got his super band, the Wilburys. I mean, he was into gardening. He liked gnomes. <laughs> what more do you need? Um, he's, the, he's the Brian May of the Beatles. I still love you. I still love <laughs> you very much. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Every pub needs a curveball. Yep. Every pub needs something mysterious in the back realm. Um, so what is, you've chosen your draft. You've got uh, Harvey's Best. You've got Beak Locals. Yep. You have Bacchus Hoffman Rathbone. You have Le Verge's Ott. Yeah, the cider. <laughs> It's um, only two euro eighty. It's not that fancy. Two euro eighty. You also have Lagavulin yeah, Distillers PX, yeah. Edition, nineteen eighty seven PX Sherry Cask. We've got to give a huge shout out to Dan. I mean, he's done an incredible yeah, Dan, you really job. Are. Well done, Thank you, Dan. Dan. Thank to write you. these down. Yeah, Dan the scribe, so Dan the king amongst men, <laughs> Daniel. In the Lyon's Den. And I love what you've done with the French cider. You've added a little motif there. Um, that really is quite something. That really is really good. Can I buy Dan a pint? You can buy Dan a pint. Dan, I want to buy you a pint. What would you like? Dan, Dan's, actually Have got, a Dan's actually got a pint. Have you? He's got a pint and a half. Well, could we add a pint of Guinness That's an emergency to Dan's pint. emergency stash? Well, you can buy Dan a pint I if will. you want, but it's, it's, like it's to. only going to get warm and flat. Oh. Sorry, Dan, I've just done you out of a pint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buy it's Dan a pint. It's only going to get warm Ollie, and Buy flat. Dan a pint. You'd like Dan, a what pint. would you like? He'd love a Guinness. Uh, Guinness for Dan. And all hail his scribery. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, what is your wild card is drink? Is this the drink, wild card drink, yeah. I was about to say the Fabergé egg from Octopussy, but then I realised you have to drink it, so <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Uh, so, right, now, bear with me. I'm just going to say it. I love Campari. Oh, oh yes. No. I was rather hoping this would happen. <laughs> I'm going to sing the Campari song. There isn't one, uh, as it comes out. Now, if we're going to drink this, do we drink this? Because can we have it with, with something else? Because I can tell you're already upset. Can we have it without itself? No. We have to have it because it is simply remarkable. Liquid earwax. Yes. What's wrong with that? We've what all do you mean, tasted what's wrong it. With that? Everybody secretly eats their own earwax. It's a known. No, fact. they no, they they, they try they it do. once. They don't try it once. They're addicted to it. No, so Campari, right? I I've chosen this as my wild card because I really like it. <laughs> And I like it over ice. I like it with orange juice. I like it topped up with soda with a slice of orange. I like it if you throw Prosecco in it. There's just no way that I don't like it. I like it in Negronis. I just think it is such a ridiculously colourful, extraordinary... Well, because they've made it red. You've bought yes, this rubbish. Yes. It's red and it tastes like nothing else apart from earwax. 
What's it made of? What is Campari? It's made of earwax. <laughs> <laughs> but no, actually, uh, that's it's a good a li- question. What is it made it's of? It's made basically bitter orange peel and lots and lots of herbs and spices. But if you have you, so what? When have you? What do you have it in? Do you I not like a Negroni? Are you not? No, Negroni? I think a Negroni is the worst thing in the no, world. No, we're not going to win this one. I can see where this is going. In that case, I, I suggest you don't drink. I it. also really hate an Aperol spritz. Yeah, I just. Do you like so a Campari and soda? Obviously not. Well, you might. It's like you saying, might. do you like an earwax and soda? No, <laughs> I, no, I just don't want. I don't want it anywhere near. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to obviously drink this. Well, now. hang on. We need to. We need to try. Have you ever had it with us with orange juice? Because that might mask no, its hideousness I've for never you. Had it. Well, but well, that's, what we, I do, that's not no, what no. I'm looking for in a but drink, look, is you, what can you mask its hideousness well, with? <laughs> obviously, from my point of view, I regard it as being the apotheosis of excellence. However, I'm just trying to find a way in which you won't find it so unpalatable. But orange juice is a good shout. Ah, uh, what else? I don't, I'm not a fan of citrus peel, basically. Oh, I, then you're going to hate Campari. So, a, sort of a Christmas pudding with lemon and orange peel in it. I like don't it. like. Yeah. The, this is your least favourite Do you ever drink, drink Does anyone ever drink it neat? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I totally do, over ice, yeah. yeah. Over Just, ice? We yeah. haven't got any ice, so we're going to have to... I mean, I'm go- I mean after I'll Galliano tr- Gate, I'm just going to have you. a little s- tiny snifter of this. I do um, like how these drinks, the branding just hasn't changed. For yes. Like 70 Iconic. Years. It looks yeah. good. I'm not saying that doesn't look like... You know, if you walked into a bar and you'd never heard anything about booze, you'd think, oh, I'll go for that, because I bet that tastes really nice. Yeah. How sorely disappointed you would be. <laughs> but, like, I, I once had Dubonnet, because it's in a Lou Reed song. You didn't it like ain't it. great. It's a very similar thing. These, yeah. these, are, these are kind of, um, yeah, aromatized spirits. Dubonnet is basically a red vermouth, isn't it? Tasting the Campari I'm now, smelling the Campari. I'm worried for you. I don't want you to drink something you don't like. Mm. This is a pub. We can get you anything. Yeah, this isn't hazing you this to get into so a frat. Uh, yeah, I, I don't want. I always don't want you to drink it. I, I kind of. He's going to drink it anyway. I feel sad. He's <laughs> very unhappy about it. Do you know what? On the n- initially, yeah, the initial front of the tongue, yeah, ain't bad, but. You're just not happy with it. The further it goes back, the worse it gets. Can I take that bottle home then? Yeah, of course you <laughs> can. Thank you very much. I mean, it's the aftertaste of that is absolutely disgusting. So let's talk through that. Is it the bitterness? Rob, have you got a glass? No, I haven't, no. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, sorry. I have. Rob, I want you, I want you to try and... I can't quite articulate, but the, from the front of the mouth to the back of the mouth... It's like learning about the areas of the tongue that they've given you a thing to teach you about where you taste bitter. And it smells a bit like you know when you're at the dentist and you're given that wa- mouthwash to spit out. Yeah, but but worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to go to your dentist's. Mm. Oh, I quite like it. Do you? But it is. I mean, I like Negronis. Uh, that is in the Negronis. Yeah, yeah. Yes, gin, yeah. that, and red vermouth. You're, you're yeah, away. That's lovely. I love you so I mean, much. I wouldn't. Thank you. I love mm. you. I love you. Mm. Uh, do you have a glass to your right? Uh, what? I don't oh, think I drink it on its now, own yeah. again. No, drinking it on its own is not what it's for. It's, it's for blending, really. Yeah. But having said that, 
I think, I mean, it's, it's got quite a nice, pleasant sort of burn to it as well. Ollie, you've ruined everything. Yeah, I feel bad. <laughs> um, see, I feel sad now. I know, and you asked me earlier on if I was like a villain, and clearly, you know. And also, of all of the wonderful drinks you picked, yeah. we could have been tasting a Lagavulin distiller's edition. We could have been tasting a 1914 Cognac. Yeah. We could have been tasting some of the great wines, but instead... Yeah, but can I say in my defence, I did specify that the bottle of Campari had to be as large as a horse so that I could ride it around the pub. <laughs> it's very specific about it. Well, that. unfortunately, it's as large as a bottle of Campari and you can <laughs> ride it any way you like because mm. it's absolutely rank. Mm. So sorry you don't like it. That is, that, is yours it to, you. that is yours to take home. Oh, I love you. Thank you very much. <laughs> hey. You've won that. Um, Reunited well at done. last. You're bad. Uh, Ollie, yes. in your pub, which is humble, has a wooden floor, yes. panelling, yes. sells Mars bars. It does sell Mars bars. And it's bizarrely Marillion themed, yes. like, <laughs> like no other place on earth. Yes. Not even a Marillion fan's house has <laughs> yeah. this much Marillion stuff in it. Yes. What are you not allowing? What are you barring? All screens. I don't want them. But because I, I don't mind watching sport and stuff in the pub, you know, sometimes. But I just think on the whole... This is what we do. We we chat and we, you know, I love that you've read and you've been quoting extraordinary poetry and we've had conversations I never thought we would. You know, one of my kids said as I left the house, they said, what are you doing? And I was I'm going to go and do a, a, a show with two men I've never met before. And that seemed perfectly normal at the time. <laughs> um, but it was, it's just, that's what the pub should be. It's just a show with each other, being together. And that means, I'm so sorry, no screens. I'll allow if there's a jukebox, you know, that to be a flicky kind of paper screen thing, but I just don't want the Illuminous or the TV thing or the big screen pub, and I just, I'm, I just, no screens. Please, can we have no screens? And no phones, Here. no phones. Just Here. leave them in the phone box outside. Yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. okay? Don't leave your phones in the phone box. They'll get nicked. Leave your phones in your pocket. Yeah. Or in a secure location in your bag. Yeah. Or in a bank, or in a bank vault. Bank vault. Um, but no screens. Couldn't agree with you more. Mm. Uh, so in this screenless pub, yes. with this absolutely disgusting so sort of this, uh, yes. drink <laughs> available, um, what are you going to call it? What's the name of your pub, Oh, I, re I remember. The Goonies. Oh, what? that's nice. Oh. That's lovely. And, you know, I was going to call it Burt Reynolds, but then I realised how weird it would be to say I'm just popping out, just going to go have a drink in Burt Reynolds. In Burt Reynolds. It doesn't feel right. The, no. the Goonies. The Goonies is nice. The Goonies. You had to go and screw it all up by flunking your driver's test. Bullet holes the size of matzo balls. You've yeah. seen it. Yeah. We only serve tongue. <laughs> I mean, I watched it literally a week ago. It's, it's, a the, it's, movie. it's the film I've seen more than any other film. Is that right? Because when I was a kid, we used to go to my mum's friends for coffee on a Sunday. She had two videos that I could watch on VHS while all so my mum and her friends drank coffee. Um, the Goonies and Revenge of the Pink Panther. So Which those two films. Revenge of the Pink Panther is a very specialist area. That's not the good one. I mean, you've got Return and Strikes, but Revenge is dog shit. I've. Um, <laughs> might have been Return. It's he, the one where he gets in the. In he doesn't the just have a wine cellar. It doesn't make the sense. Peter Sellers. It doesn't work. It <laughs> doesn't work. Return is Christopher Plummer in the south of France. So this is the one. The scene I remember most is where he's trapped in an aeroplane toilet with trying to Revenge get is dog shit. Is that revenge? Dog shit. Anyway, I must have seen The Goonies 60, 70 times. And I watched it again recently. And it stands up to the test with flying colours. I love the idea of going to The Goonies. Yeah, Goonies yeah. never say die. I'm taking them back. 
<laughs> taking them, them all back. back. Yeah, I think it was good because I was I was worried about calling a pub a kind of plural name, but then I, we've already got the King's Arms. Yeah, it's not it called the King's Arm, is it? No. I'm off to a drink of the King's Arm. But it does sound like you might be going to two bit different buildings. I'm going to the Goonies. The, I'm going to the Goonies. But it's an area, isn't it? It's, yeah, like I'm going yeah. to the go- it's a vague area. You could have wings to the pub, you know. Yeah, I'm sure, going to the sure. Goonies. I mean, the Goondocks. The Boondocks would be a good name yeah. for a pub, but the Goonies the is Goonies. super. Great, what's, yeah. so what's your relationship with the Goonies? Oh, I love the movie and just uh, wanted to be cooler when I was growing up and was just ridiculously like. I mean, I listened, obviously, listened to Marillion in 1987 when I was um, a teenager. So I was just not of that kind of. Just looking at Josh Brolin's arms, I remember in his sleeveless vest. Oh thinking, yeah, riding I that ch- ch- child's bike down the hill. <laughs> Has I everyone seen the Goonies, by the way? Because this <laughs> is <laughs> this is weird if you man. haven't. Yeah. Um, yeah, but just just feeling like I wanted to be, I wanted to belong. I wanted to be part of a, mm. of a renegade gang and have some fun. And you know that that that's just happened to me tonight. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hurry up, please! It's time. You need to pick a song to play you out from your yes. favourite album. However, there's a little twist because we're live here at the Moon Underwater. Uh, so please first select your song from Brainwashed by George Harrison. I would like to pick Any Road, which is the opening track and I think probably should have been the title track of the album because uh, uh, the basic gist of it is, you know, if you don't know where you're going, Any Road will get you there. And I just think that's a really nice sentiment. But also that it's conversation... Not, it's not true, road. though, is it? Because if you're... But if you don't for, know where you're for example, going, if you're Any Road will get you there. No, it won't, because if you're going to London, for example, the A38 will take but you it, to Birmingham or to Devon. <laughs> but if you didn't know you were going to London, Any Road would get you there. But why wouldn't I know where exactly. I was going? Exactly. Right, and I'm not sure I understand his methodology there because I'll just say it again: if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you. There. Right. So if I set off from my house, I just think I'm going for a bloody drive. Yes. Yeah. Any road is fine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But yes. wh- why am I doing that? Because <laughs> moment to moment living, free of all pressure, is probably nice. Yeah, but what about A to B living? That's a completely different scenario and not one that features in this song. I'm going any road. And I like the conversational thing, you know, when you say any road. You know, you sort of shrug it off. But what if you know you're going to need petrol? Well, I'm not necessarily in a car at this point, I've (laughs) got to be honest. I think we've gone down a slight car-focused, and the the song does reflect this. I've been travelling on a boat and a plane and a... You know, car and a bus and a whatever it is. So, so he, he doesn't know where he's, he's going. He's no yeah. idea. He's a nightmare to travel with. He's appalling. You wouldn't want him doing your holiday yeah. itinerary, but you might want to go and have a night out with him because it I would, would be interesting. Would, I would daren't ask if he's got his e-ticket. <laughs> no. No, he's no, not he's got d- it printed he's, he's out. Not he's online. not got it on he's his phone. Online. He's left right. it all to the last minute. He turns up at the airport an hour before, <laughs> like, you're not going to get through security. They're calling George Harrison's name on the tannoy. I'm through, because I was there three hours before. To be fair to him, though, he doesn't know where he's going. Right, well, then he's not going anywhere. Exactly, Exactly, John. So any road has got him there. So he doesn't want to go anywhere. Exactly, he doesn't want to go anywhere. Well, why doesn't he just stay at home? He's in the Goonies. (laughs) He's here with us in the Goonies. Well, you know, in the inner light, well, you know, the inner light. He sings the inner light with, without yes. going out of your house. You can see the whole world. The, the mess. That's the Harrison. Yeah, message. I agree with that. Yeah, 
So there you go. He's not you going don't anywhere. Leave your house. You just imagine A-road. everything from within your house. Well, that's what he's saying. But you got obsessed with the A roads of the UK. <laughs> I must admit, you did go quite. <laughs> you know, he's talking about service station <laughs> stops. I'm a car driver. And yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed of that. It was more of a kind of. You know, they say we're going electric. I went to a Shell garage today that had twelve pumps and one charger. If the future's electric, they want to tell the present that. Tell the what? What? <laughs> <laughs> one electric charger. What do they expect? Why don't they use one of those four ways? Very good point. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, sorry. You right, like a four-way so uh, plug adapter. Yeah. Oh! Yeah, you plug four well, cars in for the price of one. One into that, you've yeah. got eight. Well, you've got seven because you've used one to plug in the other four-way. Yeah. Sometimes I run a four-way off a four-way. You shouldn't run a four-way off a four-way. I do run a four-way off a four-way. Do you run a four-way off a four-way? Four way four four way. You can't yeah. run a four-way off a four-way. That's dangerous. I run a four-way off a four-way, but it's one of the ones where you can switch the little switch. That's Ooh. weird. What do you mean? That is weird. Um, it's Ooh. that. Ollie, sorry, what yeah. was your song again? Any road. Because if you don't know where you're going, you any an road and you will should take be behind, you there. You shouldn't be behind a, a steering wheel. You should be in charge yeah, of vehicle because you should have your license revoked. <laughs> <laughs> Such a spiritual man, though. George Harrison was absolutely obsessed with money. Was he? Yeah. It's a bit of a shame. No, it's fine. Anyway. Uh, but Sorry, ruined it now. Broken the oh, show. Yeah, that's yeah. not the song that's going to play us out this evening because, ladies and gentlemen, Ollie Smith. Oh, heavens. Singer-songwriter. Smash hit holder. Not a smash hit holder, is he? Creator. Creator. Innovator. Poet. Prophet. Lover. Lover. Wine taster, genuinely wonderful man mm. that's been a joy to meet, is going to play us out, accompanied by the lovely Robin, with his own song. Ollie, tell yeah. us about this song. Well, I was very touched because Robin very kindly asked if I would sing this song. And normally I'll, I'd play this song and sing it along. But no one has ever learned this song, to my knowledge, in the history of humanity. So for another human being to say, I'd quite like to play it, was just, A, like, ridiculously nice. But also, like, the, the truth, this is a song called uh, Snow on the Borderline, which I wrote when I was a teen, teenager, probably, or early 20s, when my, my lovely wife, Sophie, I've been married to for a long time. Um, we met when we were 16. Yeah, I think it's 19. Yes, 19. Yes, it's this your week. Anniversary, it's your anniversary this week. Oh, you remembered. Thanks, lads. Yeah. I totally bronze. knew there was a biggie it's coming. Your bronze it's bronze anniversary. I know, I know. And I've bought her a Casio watch. I feel terrible. I really have. She's always wanted one. What can I say? So we, we were together for a very long time, but there was a time when sadly we weren't, where you know, she, she just thought I was a bit of an idiot. So I, I, very, I went back home and I wrote this song because I was really sad about it. And then, um, and then I managed to win her back, sort of by singing her the song, but mainly by just not being such an idiot. So yeah, that's the, so, that's the scenario. And I'm, I'm, I'm completely unprepared to kind of sing in any real way, but we can flummox about. Yeah, feel free to join in. Yeah, you know the words. <laughs> I'm feeling dizzy. Lovely. I'm feeling high and low. I'm feeling giddy. Now it's time for you to go across the border. Leaving no sign of where you're going. I can't believe you learned this. To the snow on the borderline. Used to be mine, 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 but there's snow on.
borderline. You see the gist. Communication, yeah, baby. Was down at the first post, my imagination wakes up the footprints of your ghost disappearing, leaving no sign of where you're going, oh baby, to the snow on the borderline. Used to be mine, 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 mine. But there's snow on the borderline. Yeah, there's a massive guitar solo here, so we'll just have to do all this. Just I'll move around the stage like music, flowing. And did I just show things I shouldn't have shown you? I'm really sorry about that. I'll just sit down anyway. I'm feeling giddy. I'm feeling high and low. I'm feeling dizzy. Now it's time for you to go to the snow on the borderline the snow on the borderline oh i cracked a bit there thank you that was stunning oh. thank you very much yeah. well if you if you do break my heart then i will sing a song about it so you know <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much for doing that. You lovely man, thank you. I can't believe you learned that. I have to say, Ollie, when I was told that the wine taster from Saturday Kitchen had released his own single, <laughs> I, I really wasn't expecting it to be a genuinely good song. Aww. So I, I, I watched your video, yes. uh, I listened to the song, and it really is a great song. Oh. Are you, are, you, are you someone who's only got one song in you? Like some people have a great novel in them, or have well, you got more songs? I'm, I'm, what I'm hoping is that Gary Barlow hears it and records it and makes me a millionaire so we can open the Goonies, because that's oh. what I will spend the money on. Oh, my God. Uh, so, Gary, it's up to you, really. Um, but I, who knows? You know, I used to write loads of little songs. I've always loved music. My dad was a music teacher, so I'm not, like, the most kind of gifted performer or kind of, you know, I don't have a massive uh, river of songs in me. But yeah, I think um, you never know. Not a you bad title for an album, River of Songs in Me. <laughs> Maybe not in me, just, <laughs> just River of Songs. 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 It's quite Billy. Billy it's very Billy Joel. <laughs> um, well, Ollie, it, I mean, such a treat to have you here. Such a joy to talk to you about all things booze and pub. But thank you so much for singing that incredible oh, no, song to play, to play you out of the moon underwater. And you now head out into the, vast, the vast unending night. Not physically, oh, just okay. metaphorically. Yeah. Uh, with the Goonies to yeah. take with you whenever you need it the most. And I think all of us at various times in our life need a pub to reveal itself uh, with friends, comrades, or just to be alone. And to, how can I say? <laughs> I don't, the thing is, I don't know what you're going to say next. That's the most yeah. wonderful thing about you. I have well, literally no idea. I'll let you into a little secret, Ollie, nor do I. That's why I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm kind of uh, stalling here. Um, sometimes we need to be with our own minds in our own pub of the mind. So 
you're in your mind, there's a pub in your mind, and you're in the pub in your mind with your own mind. And that's what The Goonies is to you. Uh, so thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a very warm round of applause for Ollie Smith. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. For the lovely Robin Allender. And for the moon underwater, it's Sam. Thank you very much. Cheers. For I've been traveling on a boat and a plane in a car on a bike with a bus and a train. Traveling there, traveling here, everywhere, in every given. Oh, Lord, we pay the price with the spin of a wheel with the roll of the dice. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.